What is up, everybody? It is September 14th, 2020, 2020. Working on my accent here, trying to get rid of this this West Virginia little, uh, what's it called, twang. Trying to get rid of this twang, twang, twang. Trying to get rid of my twang. Uh, how's it going? How was your week? Did you have a good one? Anybody going back to work? Any teachers out there? Going back to school, I know in Fayette County it, it was all virtual this past week. Uh, I haven't started substitute teaching yet. I do start that on taking over a position just for a couple weeks, uh, teaching algebra to some ninth graders on uh, Wednesday, which I don't even think, I'm kind of confused because I know it's two days on, two days off, but if it's virtual, is it just all week? I don't know. I'm going into this blind, folks. I have no idea what to expect. So I have that going. Also, I have an interview at a business on Tuesday at 12.30. So I went and got my hair cut for the first time since COVID. It was a good haircut, too. I'm always just... I don't know. Getting my haircut's always a struggle. It's just, it's almost like going to a dentist for me for some reason. I get kind of that same feeling. I just, I don't, I kind of like getting my haircut. I do like how I feel after it, but I just, I'm constantly, it just seems like I'm always moving or I find a barber and I can't find the time to go back to that barber that I like. And I don't know. Barbers stay so busy here. I went to a barber that I liked to go to in Fayetteville. And they just have like forms on the outside, which I like. You just fill in what time you're going to go there. And it was full for Friday and Saturday. So I couldn't get my hair cut there. And uh, that's where I really wanted to go. So I went back to this other place and walked in. And they didn't have a sign up or any information on the outside, which kind of made me upset. So I went inside. Then I asked them. And they're just kind of like, oh, somebody's doing walk-ins tomorrow if you want to come in. I said, okay, so I did that, got my hair cut, wore my mask inside there, and then uh, the barber lady, there's not like a certain word for a barber that's a woman, right? It's just barber, barberette, no, probably not, but uh, she did a great job though, she did. She said that she uh, she preferred to do men's hair, and I asked her, uh, well, is it because like the the styles that that men have or what she said no they just they're not as picky and it doesn't take an hour to do their hair and I thought that made a lot of sense I mean men's haircuts may not be as expensive it was 20 bucks though they're definitely they've gone up since I was a kid I think I remember the barber when I was a kid it was like seven bucks maybe even less I think it was seven dollars back in the day for your haircut so it was a 20 dollar haircut then, you know, I feel like I should tip for the haircut, so I tipped her six bucks, and uh, 
she did do a good job. She earned the tip. And she just mentioned that, you know, guys aren't as picky. I kind of am picky. Like, I, I almost wanted to ask her to take a little bit more off the top, but that's just not in my nature to tell people how I really feel all the time. I am proud of myself, though, because uh, I know I've been saying I've been trying to get in shape. Well, I kind of fell off. I've kind of, I don't know, I ran once or twice this past week and then uh, been wanting to eat better. And then I started not eating quite that good either. I have been eating salads almost every day. Just about every day, I make a salad, cut up all the vegetables, get a head of lettuce, because it's only like a dollar for a head of lettuce. Just take time and cut. I like cutting vegetables, though. But then I ran out of vegetables yesterday, so it was just fast food all day. Wendy's breakfast, which is pretty good if you haven't had Wendy's breakfast. They have, like, real egg on there. It's not like a, you know, powdered egg bullshit that they put on a lot of sandwiches. I'd say it's... Their sandwiches are better than Dunkin' Donuts, I think. I do think that much. I got their sausage, and it was good. I'm guessing maybe it's never frozen, like their their burger patties. I don't know. I didn't ask him. The lady was kind of short with me. But it's not very busy. If you're looking for somewhere to get breakfast in the morning, that's, you know, Tudor's is always busy. McDonald's usually busy during breakfast. You just want to go there, not wait a long time in line. I, I I recommend Wendy's breakfast, and I went all out. I got the combo, so I got these like tater wedges that came with those, but they were super good, very crispy and fresh. So is this what this podcast going to turn into, me just reviewing fast food, being a fatty? Is that what you all want? But then anyways, back to uh, speaking for myself and getting what I want. We all need to do that more, right? I went to Taco Bell uh, later in the afternoon, so it was a it was fast food twice yesterday. And my favorite thing to get from Taco Bell is a is it a chalupa? Yeah, chalupa, which is like a deep fried gordita. But every time I get like a combo, it's like a number seven or something. It comes with two gorditas or two chalupas and a taco. And Every time I go there, the shell's just really, it was really hard and stiff and stale. Like, it's been sitting there for maybe hours. Last time, I think it was hours. So, like, every time I take a bite, all the all the stuff would just go out the other end. Not of my end, of the other end of the, <laughs> the shell. And uh, so, I was going there with my girlfriend, and I, and I told her, what, I think I might ask for a, a, a fresh shell. And I feel like a huge asshole doing that. I even looked up on Reddit, like, do you ask for a fresh shell or am I an asshole if I do it? And somebody was like, a couple different strategies. One guy was like, I go when it's really busy. So usually they have to do fresh shells because they can't keep, you know, their stock of non-fresh shells. And another dude was like, well, I, I do the opposite. I go when they're not busy and I just ask them for a fresh shell and ask them nicely. And I was like, I, I guess that makes sense, you know. But so I went there and I was talking to my girlfriend about it. Like, how should I say it? Should I say, I want a number seven with fresh shells? Or should I say, if I get a number seven, could I get it with fresh shells? You know, because if not, then I don't want it. I'm going to get something else. I'm going to get a, a burrito or something. And she said, 
Yeah, ask them if you get the number seven, if you could get fresh shells. I don't know, folks, if it's number seven. I, f- I forget. Might have been number six. Might have been number five. I don't know. A lot of things have changed there at Taco Bell, as people know. No more Mexican pizzas. They might still have them right now. I should have got one of those if they still had them. But I went there, and I said, I was I was, I was was taking deep breaths before this. I had a lot of anxiety going into this. So it was, it was a big moment for me. And got to the window, said, hello, may I take your order? Or Taco Bell always asks how you're doing. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm just working at Taco Bell, you know. So uh, I said, if I get a number seven, could I get fresh shells with that for the the chalupas? And then it just went silent for about that length of time about how long I was just silent. I just wanted you all to feel that experience. And she came back and said, yeah, we could do that. And I said, oh, thank you so much. That would, that would That's awesome. That just means so much. And she's like, all right, shut up. What else do you want? No, she didn't say that, but I did, I did express my appreciation. And then I, I gave her my girlfriend's order and uh, got up to a window. We got our food and... I, I felt like a dick for this too, but I had my girlfriend check <laughs> to see. Well, first off, last time we went there, we got Doritos Locos Tacos, and we got home, and there was only beef on there. No cheese, just beef. No lettuce, no cheese, just beef in a shell. So, I don't know. They're busy there. Things happen. People fuck up. Uh, so, she checked her tacos just to make sure there was indeed lettuce and cheese on there and there was and I said I kind of already started pulling away and I asked her to to fill my gorditas or my chalupas for the shell and she said oh they're hot I said all right so I just I sped home I ran all the red lights because I wanted to get home and enjoy these fresh chalupas and they were great they were great they did they did me good I'm really glad I stood up for myself and I, I hope you guys are inspired by this story. That's what I want this podcast to do is just inspire you, okay? Really, I don't know what I want. I just wanted to entertain you, all right? Just let me entertain you for your Mondays or whatever day. You can listen to this any day of the week. I don't care. Uh, I am getting some new listeners, uh, good feedback. So I really appreciate that, guys. I could, that really That really brings joy to my day. One morning I woke up and my buddy Dustin messaged me and said, hey, I just listened to a first couple and just wanted to tell you to please keep doing what you're doing. And I love this. And that meant so much, man. So thank you for listening. Uh, I'm kind of like, I just listened to like some of the later ones. Those first ones kind of sucked because I like to think these are getting better every week. But thank you guys so much for repeated listens. Please share this. Continue to share it every week if you would if you know anybody that likes podcasts be like hey i know somebody that has a podcast monday's matt marion and they're like who the fuck's matt marion be like it doesn't matter he just has a good podcast so let's move on i got a little format going for this podcast every every week and let's go ahead and start off with some good news give me that good news and i did find a good news article on the goodnewsnetwork.org. One of the articles said COVID, more positive COVID testing. And I was like, why is that on the Good News Network 
was it just the word positive? They thought that was good news. It's not good news, good news network. So I'm not going to share that, even though I just did share that bit of news. But this article says, Lucky Dog gets adopted by an oil rig worker who found him swimming 135 miles from Thai coast. Oh, this little dog. There's a picture of him in the water. 135 miles. I didn't think a dog could swim that long. Says, when you're working on an oil rig in the middle of the ocean, you expect to see the occasional whale or dolphin swimming by. You can't, but you couldn't adopt the whale or the dolphin. That'd be cool if you could. Like, I'm taking this thing home with me. Anyways, says, but a stray dog, not so much. That's exactly what members of Chevron crew spied struggling in the waters of the Gulf of Thailand, 135 miles from coastal Songkla. Songkla. S-O-N-G-K-H-L-A. I'm learning how to read as I do this podcast. The fuzzy brown pup, first spotted by offshore planner Vitizak Payala, was clearly in distress. I thought that if we didn't move quickly, I would not be able to help him, Payala told CNN. As rescue efforts continued, the water was becoming increasingly choppy. Several attempts to reel in the dog failed. Oh gosh, this is dramatic. The crew feared he'd be swept back out to sea, but the pooch managed to keep his tenuous hold on the platform. His eyes were so sad, Payala said. He just kept looking up, just like he wanted to say, please help me. Oh. Finally, the workers were able to secure the dog with a rope harness and pull him to safety. By then, he was understandably shaking and exhausted. After cleaning him up and giving him fresh water and food, the crew named him Boonrod, which means he has done good karma and that helps him to survive. Aw, that's a good word, Boonrod. Boonrod was identified as an Aspen, a breed native to the Philippines. No one knows exactly how he came to be in the water so far offshore, although the Bangkok Post speculated he'd most likely fallen from a fishing trawler. On April 15th, after two days' recuperation, Boonrod was sent by boat to the mainland where he received veterinary, veterinary care before being transferred to an animal shelter. Uh, vessel transport and dog arrived offshore around 10 a.m., so I'm not going to keep reading this, so he was saved. Oh, and y'all should look up this article. It's a cute little dog. He made it. Oh, he does look scared. But he looks happy. There's a picture of him being scared and then a picture of him being held and he looks happy. He has a, a lay around his neck. Is that what it's called, a lay? Like, you know, in Hawaii, the neck of flowers. So that's some good news for your week. There's another good article. Uh, I'm not going to read it, but this boy, this young man, donated 22,000 diapers to single moms using funds from his lemonade stand. Man, so he made a killing. If you can afford 22,000 diapers, I don't know how many come in a pack, but what a nice young man. We need more of that in this world. More lemonade stands. More free diapers. All right, so that is good news with Matt. Let's move on to movies with Matt. This is all This is all just stuff with Matt, right? You're stuck with me. And you can pause it and turn it off, whatever. But movies with Matt have some good ones. We have one good one and one bad one. That's what we're going to do every week. I announce one good movie that you should watch and one bad movie you should probably watch or not. Um, but this movie, I watched it with my girlfriend's past week. I've seen it a lot back in the day. Um, and the movie is 
Real Genius, 1985's Real Genius. And it's a great film starring Val Kilmer as George or Chris Knight is his name. And he is the genius of the 90s, according to the, the cover of the movie I see here. But it's uh, here's a little little tidbit on IMDb about what it's about. It says, teenage geniuses deal with their abilities while developing a high-powered laser for a university project. When their professor intends to turn their work into a military weapon, they decide to ruin his plans. I feel like that's kind of a spoiler because you don't really find that out till near the end, but whatever. But yeah, it has uh, stars Val Kilmer as Chris Knight. He's great in it. This is great, great Val Kilmer. And uh, why does this say... Maybe it says genius of the 80s, but I just can't see that small. So he's a genius of the 80s. This is mid-80s. This is like this when Back to the Future was around. But yeah, it's kind of like a college film, but they're all a bunch of really smart kids. And this one smart kid, his character's name is Mitch. He's only 15, but he goes to the college, and he's like the smartest boy. And they room him with Chris Knight, who is just kind of like a partier, but super smart, but a partier. And... It also has William Atherton, who plays the professor, Jerry Hathaway. He's the guy that, he always plays a bad guy. He's the bad guy in um, in Ghostbusters. It also has the actor that plays Uncle Rico in Napoleon Dynamite. What is his name? Uh, do I see it here anywhere? I don't know if I see it anywhere here. Forget his name. But I like that actor. I've seen him in a couple things. Uh, but everybody's fantastic in it. It's a great movie. Great 80s movie. So if you're looking for something to, uh, good to watch and you like 80s stuff, watch Real Genius. It gets a 7.0, 7 out of 10 on IMDb with 29,000 votes. So that's pretty good. Usually on IMDb, if it's a good movie, you're trying to watch a good movie, if it gets over a 7 or above, it's usually worth your watch. I would say sometimes anything below seven sometimes it's just like you might just hate it or you might love it I don't know I'm always scared to watch shitty movies unless I know that they're shitty movies so let's get on to the shitty movie the bad movie I actually watched this I've seen I saw the cover on on a uh, on Amazon and it's on Amazon Prime for free if you have Amazon Prime but then I listened to this podcast I talked about last week called how did this get made and they tell you what movie they're going to watch the week before, so then you can watch you can uh, watch the movie and then listen to the podcast the next week. So I saw that they were covering this movie they announced, so I said, well, let's watch this. So I watched Velocipaster, Velocipaster, and it is, it was made in 2018, and it's about, it's, well, here's what IMDb describes it as. After losing his parents, a priest travels to China where he inherits a mysterious ability that allows him to turn into a dinosaur. At first horrified by his new power, a hooker convinces him to use it to fight crime and ninjas. It's, this movie knows what it is. I mean, it was a low budget. It was like $35,000. I don't know where the money went to make this. Because the movie is pretty bad, very low budget. The dinosaur looks horrible. It's not CGI though, so if you're if you like more of the charm of a suit, a dinosaur suit, 
It looks even worse than those inflatable T-Rex suits. That's what they they should just use one of those, honestly, because it is very a very bad looking suit. But it, it this movie does aim to make you laugh. It knows it's a shitty movie. It might know it too much. So I was kind of disappointed. I kind of usually if it's a bad movie that's that's good. I like the ones that aren't trying to be bad. Like they're trying to be good, but they're just awful. But this one is, uh, it 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 knows what it is. It knows it's a bad movie. It it's written to be a bad movie, and uh, it's good though. If you if you just want to laugh and not really care about what you're watching for a little while, watch Velocipaster. I know a lot of you have Amazon Prime. If you don't, it's probably only like three bucks to rent. So it's worth it. It's worth the three bucks to rent. Don't buy it. Do not buy this movie. I will say the cover does not look anything like what the movie actually, excuse me, is. The cover looks great. The cover really looks good. I don't know who drew that Velociraptor. Yeah, Velocipaster. About a pastor that turns into a Velociraptor. Kind of like a werewolf. Instead of a werewolf, he turns into a Velociraptor. It gets a whopping 5.1 out of 10. Uh, with 2,895 votes on IMDb, so watch at your discretion. So, all right. Also, so that's our good and bad movies. I am going to talk about a trailer I just watched recently. My friend Corwin asked me to check it out. Corwin from Culture Thief, amazing band up in Morgantown, and the Dune Dune trailer. So there was a an '80s movie that that uh, named Dune that's uh, from the book Dune, and man, this this preview looks awesome. I'm really excited for this movie. It has a an awesome song. I forget what's playing. It's like some kind of cover song. It's how all movies have been nowadays. Like the new Batman trailer has that something in the way, but like a a different version of it, like cover of it. But it looks really good. So check out the Dune trailer. Really excited for that movie. I'm not sure when it comes out. So sorry, I don't have any of that inf- information. Sorry, I just in it. I just I just finished that word information because my audio recording device messed up big time. So it's like whenever I said information, it was like information, 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 information for like the past like three minutes because I kept talking after that and it didn't pick up anything. So hopefully it's good now, and we are rolling. But yeah, I don't have any of that information. My mouse stopped working. I think you missed on that part. Uh, but now my mouse is working again. I guess that should be a clue. Like when my mouse stops working, everything's just going to shit. So I think I am on to shows now. So I want to talk about some shows. Gosh, I already said this before, so now it's not organic. It's not an organic conversation I'm having now, but I'll just repeat what I just said. Anyways, back early in quarantine, um, we are like flipping through things to watch. I saw that my girlfriend was watching 90 Day Fiance, and I said, oh, 90 Day Fiance, Tom Segura and his wife, uh, Christine Pajitsky, on Your Mom's House podcast. That's the podcast name, Your Mom's House. Check it out. It's great. And I said, oh, they, they talk about 90 Day Fiance. So I was like, let's check it out. I hear that those people are nuts and 
I want to see what it's all about. So uh, we started watching 90 Day Fiance and basically I was hooked. It just, it reels you in the way it's filmed and they show you crazy shit that's going to happen. So you're just waiting for this crazy shit to happen. And it's just anybody not familiar with 90 Day Fiance, it's, it's always about people dating abroad. So they're dating, they're talking to somebody, they met somebody online from a different country. They do all different countries, could be anywhere. And then they decide they want to meet this person. Or basically, they're already like, I know, whenever I go there, I just hope they propose to me, or I'm going to propose to her when she gets here, or I'm going to propose to her when I get there. And it goes both ways. It could be a guy or girl, whichever, are the foreign ones. So it's always somebody from America dating somebody from a different country. And I'm not saying, not all these people are crazy. They're just in love, but some of these people, they're they're basically getting catfished or something, and they're just in complete denial. Those are my favorite ones. Sometimes sometimes it, it pisses you off because you're just like, what are you doing with your life? But it's a great show. Really addicted to it. I've seen, we just finished all of the before the 90 days season, so there's like all these spinoffs. There's literally seven spinoffs. So there's 90 Day Fiance, then there's 90 Day Fiance Happily Ever After has a question mark. Then 90 Day Fiance Before the 90 Days, 90 Day Fiance What Now, 90 Day Fiance Pillow Talk. So that's just people watching the show that are like people that have been on the show, but they're watching another show talking about it. And then there's 90 Day Fiance The Other Way. So instead of somebody trying to get the person to come to America, they're going to move to the other country. And it... It's called 90 Day Fiance because they, how does it work? They, they have, oh, once they're in the country, they have 90 days, like they get a K-1 visa. So the only way you get that is like you can travel because you're in a relationship with this person and you need to show them proof. So you get 90 days to go to that country. And if they don't, if you don't get married within that 90 days and that person has to go back to their home country. So they're either there for 90 days and they realize it doesn't work or they're trying to get married within the 90 days. So there's a timeline for it. And then, um, so there's, uh, also the family Chantel, which that's, uh, this lady and this guy have their own spinoff show. I don't watch that. haven't really watched too much of that. Then there's 90 day fiance self quarantined. Then B90 strikes back, and then the newest one is Darcy and Stacy. So Darcy, if you ever watch it, Darcy is one of the main characters. She's been trying to marry a foreign guy, multiple foreign guys, and it, it just hasn't worked out for her. But Darcy, you'll find love. You'll find it. So yeah, check out 90 Day Fiance if you want to waste some time and just whatever. And it's good for the for couples to watch. That's how I've been. I only watch it when my girlfriend's around. So let's move on here. Been yapping, yapping my chaps. We got a lot of questions today. Uh, I do want to talk about aliens for a second. My good friend, Evett Sem, who uh, has a, an amazing uh, music channel on SoundCloud. It's called, it's under Sue Evitts. So S-U, one word, and then Evitts, E-V-E-T-S. And he has volumes one and two. And I can t- tell just by his music that he's really into aliens. It just, it's just kind of like the psychedelic, really cool music to listen to whenever you're, you're just chilling and everything. So check out that music if you're into that kind of stuff. And 
he told me to check out the story of Travis Walton, and he was asking if I believe in aliens. And I, I think I do believe in aliens. Uh, I believe in aliens more than I believe in ghosts. I think there's a ghost question in this later, too. I don't know. I think there's something out there, you know. But uh, this this documentary, I found it. You can find it for free online. <clears throat> it's called The True Story of Travis Walton. So this guy, he was 20, I think he was only 22. I put some, made some notes here. And him and his crew of guys are out in the woods. I forget what state it was in. It was out west somewhere, I think. But their job was like clear certain trees. So if there's a forest fire, the, the fires won't spread from tree to tree. So they're doing good stuff out there. And <clears throat> one night they're heading back, I think, and it was nighttime. And they see these flashing lights, and the youngest one, who was Travis Walton, gets out first, and he starts running towards this light, this mysterious light in the trees. And the other guys are kind of running after him, or also seeing what's up, and then all of a sudden, he gets beamed up into a... He gets, like, a, a beam, and he goes limp, and he's just getting sucked in towards this light, towards this spaceship. And his friends are freaking out, because all of a sudden, it disappe- he disappears... They have no idea where he is. They're scared to death. They immediately go to uh, the sheriff's office or whatever, share the station, and tell them what happened. And they're, they weren't drunk or anything, and they're, like, crying. They're just like, we don't know where he is. And he was gone for days. Uh, I think he was gone for a couple weeks, but I wrote down five days on UFO. So one day they get a call from this... Um, payphone and it's Travis Walton and they come and rescue him he's he's grown a beard and he has no idea he had no idea he had been gone that long and they're just like look at your face and he's like oh my gosh how did I grow a beard and I don't know how he had changed to make the call that's that's a mystery to me maybe just push 411 or something but they they all of them even pass a polygraph. So they, they hooked them all up to a polygraph asking them what happened. They all passed it. This is in the 70s, I believe. So they've all grown up now. And it was just really interesting. The documentary was very informative. Uh, not the highest budget documentary, but it just had a lot of great information in it. Like, And I've always wondered this. Says like They, they talked about why, why keep UFOs a secret? And... There's three major problems, according to this guy, Stanton Friedman. And he says, one, we want to know how it works. Because it's, well, it's a great delivery system. It can, for the U.S. to have this information would put us ahead of all the other countries. Um, Two, we want to know this information before one of the other guys knows it. So before another country finds out about it, so they can use weapons against us or threaten us. And then also, number three... It, which I think this might be argumentative, but uh, it says if people knew that there are aliens, we would view ourselves more as Earthlings than as, you know, American or Russian or Chinese. And I guess that'd be a problem. I've always thought that'd be awesome, though, if we all just saw ourselves as Earthlings. It would complicate things. Like, well, how are we all going to... It's hard enough to get a country to agree on laws. How are we going to get the whole world to agree on laws? So, that was interesting to me, but yeah, it, it's one of the most recorded, has like most of the recorded uh, 
information out of all of the UFO things and sightings. And you learn that I mean, less than 1% of people that see UFOs even report seeing them. So that's something to think about. People see UFOs all the time, or it seems like it, but there's that's only 1% of people that are reporting these things. And uh, if you haven't looked it up, look up the Tic Tac UFO. That's just from a few years ago. And uh, our Navy had planes pointing at this this UFO shaped about like a Tic Tac. It was like 40 feet long or 40 feet wide and 60 feet long. Not that big, but it shows no propulsion. And we had all of our cameras pointed at it. The U.S. government's admitted to it. They don't know what it is, but you can totally see the video. You can hear what the pilots are saying, and they're just like, what are we looking at? And they're very excited about it. So, I don't know. I don't think we're alone out there, guys. I think they're smarter than us. If they're here, of course. If they're able to get here, they're smarter than us. They're using some kind of propulsion technology that that it doesn't even use like a form of, I don't know, uh, it doesn't have like any heat signatures. They're just manipulating gravity which makes sense, and I guess they're starting to prove that in labs with uh, particle accelerators and stuff like that. So, I don't know. But yeah, check out this documentary. You can find it for free online, The True Story of Travis Walton. So, thanks for bringing that to my attention, Evitz. Um, all right, let's get into some questions. My man, Mark. Mark from Moonshine Crossing. He also makes a great kombucha. You can find his kombucha in, in multiple places. I know around Fayetteville, you can find it at the Burrito Bar where I used to work. And a uh, great guy, great musician. And he says, uh, what's the craziest request the band ever received from a fan or venue, etc.? Uh, man, I didn't even think about this question very much. Well, this one time, it was a while back, but uh, we had this song called La Fiesta that Wes wrote, and it was kind of a silly song, but it was a fun song. We we haven't played it in years. Like, we haven't pl- probably played it in seven years. But one of the one of the uh, one of the lyrics was just like, uh, um, "Take off your shoes and stay for a while." Take off your shoes and throw them in the pile. Now, ladies, lose your bras and start the fire. And I don't know. This girl was, like, coming to some of our shows. And we were playing in in Sissonville, West Virginia, at this small bar. And it was weird. Like, just, like, before our set, I had, like, one of the pieces of my conga stand was broken. And I was just... I needed like a screw, but I just knew like, you know, nobody has a screw, but I could take a fork and bend one of the forks and put it in there and it would hold the weight of my stand. It's hard to explain, but I just needed a fork and I went to the bar. I was like, Hey, do you have any forks? And the guy was like, I don't know, maybe. And then somebody, the bar was full of like all these country folk. And one of them was like, usually people ask for spoons and everybody just started laughing. I was like, what? And I was like, oh, spoons for heroin. Uh-huh. So that was kind of a, just to give you a, a visual of what kind of bar this was. Anyways, when Wes said, lose your brawls and start the fire, this girl like told Wes, like, well, once you say these lyrics, I'm going to take my shirt off. <laughs> there wasn't that many people at the bar and, uh, 
not to be rude, but she wasn't like the hottest girl in the world. And she's like, whenever you say that, I'm going to take my shirt off and be topless for the for the song <laughs> and he said it and then she like took off her shirt and there was she was just topless just standing there and it was just really awkward because nobody was even hardly at the bar and she didn't even really dance much she just kind of stood there and uh that might be the, one of the weirdest requests to play that song uh he also says what's the coolest slash favorite green room so those of y'all that don't know a green room's a room that they give a band, at least not in all venues. Not all venues have a green room, but it's just a place for the band to chill out backstage before the show. And uh, I've had some of the best times at the V Club green room. It's not the nicest green room, but it's cool. It's cool back there. I mean, you have your own bathroom back there. That's sweet. And I've had a lot of great times back there. Gotten some trouble back there. You know, guys, y'all shouldn't be doing that back here. Y'all can't be doing that back here, but... By the time it was too late, we already did do that thing back there. So, um, uh, other than that, um, probably, uh, the Firebird Cafe or sorry, Thunderbird, Thunderbird Cafe in, in Pittsburgh, they just remodeled everything. So now it's a really nice green room. And before that, the green room was in a different spot, but I loved it because you just, it was, you had all these windows and you could see out to the street and you had a TV in there. And now they redid the Thunderbird Cafe. They bought the space beside them. So now it's gigantic. And the green room in there is amazing. There's like a code to get into the door. There's a laundry room in there. There's a shower in there. There's TV, couch, and everything's really nice. At least we were like one of the first fans to play there after they redid it. And... So we got the experience when the green room's really nice. There's a big old table for your band to sit at, to eat at, or <clears throat> plan your set list. So I'd have to say that's the nicest green room and probably the coolest green room I've ever been in. Uh, I was pissed, though, because we put a, we we're the first band to play there, so we put a sticker up on the wall and, you know, just trying to get something going. And the next time we played there, they took our sticker off along with the paint that was behind it. So now there's just, like paint missing in this one spot it's like just leave the the dang sticker up there and we could just put stickers in there like nope nope we'd rather have a patchy looking wall no sticker so that's kind of upsetting so no stickers there at the thunderbird cafe if you ever play there um all right my man ryan says what is your favorite burrito at the burrito bar oh that's a good question ryan ryan is actually one of the owners of the burrito bar along with his wife yarrow both great people. It's a great establishment. It's open in the summertime, or like kind of in the springtime and the summertime, and then most of uh, all of golly season, and then they close up for the winter because it's it's an out, mostly outside. You sit outside, so it's a good place to go right now if you're trying to be safe during COVID, which I hope you all are. And it, it has one of the best views of the sunset that you'll ever see. Uh, sunset going over the over the gorge. <clears throat> but yeah, what is your favorite burrito at the burrito bar? Well, they have a, a lot of great burritos, and I, I work there, so I have a lot of experience. So you, you've asked the right person, Ryan. My favorite burrito there is the Sweets Falls. So all their burritos are named after rapids that are uh, at the... Uh, oh gosh, I can't even think of words right now. Down the Gauley River. 
And uh, um, so I, I like the Sweets Falls. The Sweets Falls has sweet potato fries on it and sweet chili sauce and cabbage, cheddar cheese, and then your whatever uh, uh, hot, medium, or mild hot uh, salsa on there. And I usually get, I like to get that, but add chicken on there. They have really great shredded chicken and nothing comes in a bag there. Everything's made and made right there. All the veggies are cut right there fresh. So yeah, man, I'm going to have to come visit you guys soon. Uh, I didn't really work there much this summer, but yeah, Sweets Falls with chicken. Oh, black beans. I forgot it has black beans on there too and rice. So yeah, try that people. And uh, next one, Amy, my good friend Amy. She's been listening to, I think she's listened to every episode. Thank you so much, Amy, for your continued support. Love you so much. And she asks, if you won the lottery, would you rather have the $22 million minus taxes in a lump sum or the $30 million a year for the rest of your life or whatever it is? Well, I did do some math for this, Amy. 30000 times 50 so I'm 32 so living another 50 years I don't know if I'll live that long so I'd be 82 years old but 30,000 times 50 would equal 1.5 million so that's way less I feel like than 22 million minus taxes I'd say 22 million minus taxes would be what like let's just say like 14 million but I think I see where you're coming with this like are you more of a are are you a person that could make that money last or would you rather be for, you know, just know that you're getting $30,000 every year for the rest of my life? Well, I can't, I feel like with 30,000 a year, I'd still have to, I'd still want to work some. I mean, that's definitely a livable wage, but I want to make a little bit more than that a year. That's about what I make right now. I can't believe I'm, I'm telling you all my finances, but I hold no secrets from you guys. That's, that's not true. I have some secrets. Uh, anyways, <clears throat> I, I would have to say, though, Amy, I, it's hard to say no to all that, that much more money, you know? So, first off, I can't believe 30000 times 50 is only $1.5 So, next time you hear somebody getting a deal of $1.5 million, know that they could afford to pay 30000 a year for 50 years. Man, some people do make way too much money. But maybe I'm just being jealous. I don't know. Living in a democracy, man. Or capitalist. A capitalist society. Um, but yeah, I would have to take the $22 million minus taxes. We'll say like $14 million or, or whatever it would be. Try to make it stretch. Stay busy. And with that much money, you could, you could travel a lot for the rest of your life. Um, you could invest it. Maybe make some wise investments and in things that you're sure will make money. Which, I don't know if there's... Nothing's for sure in life, but yeah, I'd, I'd have to take $22 million. Yep. All right, next up, John Ingram, bass player for Fletcher's Grove. Also, uh, Slugfest. He also puts on shows at Live, with the Levy, Live on the Levee in Charleston. Great person. Um, the best bass player in the state. I know I'm, I'm being a little, maybe a little uh, biased, but I, I really do think he's one of the best bass players in the state and in the country. So he says, 
Could you go into your percussion slash vocal setup and mic placement? Preferred mics, any new gear you've added or reintroduced, common rhythms you play in, and uh, Fletcher's Grove or with others? Uh, yeah. So my percussion setup, I have my congas in front, and then on my side, I have my toys, like my blocks. So I have I have these Toka cowbells. It's, it's like one little one little set like it comes in just like one piece but it's a little cowbell a little bit bigger cowbell but then a bigger cowbell and then I also have an LP cowbell that's like one of the bigger ones that you can get I have that on a rack and also a block just I just have one block right now set up uh, I need to get another thing for my rack so I can have both blocks set up and then yeah I did just recently reintroduce my bongos Got some new bongo heads, so I have my bongos above my rack of toys, and then I also have a little gig tray, so it's just like a tray that you can hook onto a stand, so I can sit like my vibra slap on there, my shaker, my triangle, my tambourine, I don't know if I said that yet, and that's about it. Maybe I'll put my phone on there so I can see the set list, usually I just use a set list that John has on his phone at his feet. And uh, that, in a nutshell, is my setup. Uh, for microphone setup, I just, I really, I like to have, uh, I like to have a microphone on each conga. So an, an SM57, which is like your standard instrument mic. I like to have one of those on each conga. And then maybe one above my toys. Kind of depends on the situation. I don't always feel like, I, I, I now that I have bongos, I always want to have a mic on those. Uh, but usually I feel like the cowbell and the blocks cut through the mix enough. So if I'm playing in like a huge, huge festival, I'd, I'd want to mic up the blocks and everything. So those would really cut through. Uh, so yeah, SM57 to mic up the percussion on each conga on top. And then for my vocals, I really do like beta 58s. Uh, we just, we talk about a lot in the band, um, I know John thinks that uh, his opinion is that Beta 58 sound better. What was it? Was it outside? And he says, yeah, he likes those outside, but then he just likes a normal, just a regular SM58 for inside. And I think I might agree with that, I, but I like the Beta 58 because I'm not always singing lead. Like most of the time I'm not singing lead, I'm singing backup. So I feel like it just gives you a lot of space. Like I can kind of back off the mic if I want myself to cut through a little less. I also feel like I have the best, uh, I always have really good monitors with the Beta 58. I don't know what it is about it, but I definitely like those. Um, and then that also goes along uh, uh, Dylan Kennedy Auk. Uh, I hope I said your last name right, man. I wasn't exactly sure how to say that, but he is a drummer for Electric Orange Peel, an amazing band from Columbus, Ohio. They're great guys. Uh, Right before, we, we started playing with them a lot. They are at Groovin, and we were doing shows with them in Ohio and having them come over to West Virginia and, and whatnot. But I just, I really enjoy their company. We've played shows with them, had, uh, had Marco um, come up and play some uh, music with us in Austin, come jam with us around Halloween up in Morgantown. Uh, but Dylan's a great drummer, great dude, and he says... Uh, he asked something along the same line. says, in a limited mic situation, is it better to always have them up top by the skin or down low for the bass frequencies? 
I like to have them up top, man. I, I don't really I don't really care to have too much bass frequency from my conga. I mostly just like what what comes from the top. And I don't have much bass coming out of my congas anyways. Like with my heel toe I do, like whenever I'm putting my heel down. Uh you can kind of hear me hitting my desk, but uh that kind of makes a bass thing. So that 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 definitely doesn't cut through when I mic them up top, but I just, I don't necessarily want that to come through, especially since I am just auxiliary percussion. We have a drummer playing his bass drum. So I feel like I don't really need that anymore. So, uh, guys definitely check out electric orange pill. All their music's on Spotify. They have great tunes, great dudes and tunes. What's better than that? Um, John also asked, who is the messiest eater in Fletcher's Grove? Hmm. Man. I I, I don't know. I'm, I'm always just too interested in what they're eating. And, and John knows that. I think John gets a little annoyed at me because I'm always, whatever anybody's eating, I'm always like, how is it? And I think just because I am so close to my bandmates, I can feel like I can experience the food vicariously through them. So I really just want them to explain the food, explain the texture, the flavor, what are they getting? Because, you know, we don't always order the same thing when we go to a restaurant. We don't share either. Be nice, though. We should just share. I think we all should just share our meals with each other. We all think about that. Um, But so I know I am the most nosy eater, the messiest eater. Oh, (laughs) wait, this is easy. It's definitely Wes. Wes, like... I don't know what he, whenever he's eating, it's like he doesn't know what to do with his hands, but you'll just look up and he'll have like his hands up by his face. And there's just like, whatever he's eating is just dripping off of his fingers. And he like, I don't know. He does this weird thing. Like he has like his hand, like I'm I'm doing it right now. I know you can't see me, but he just like, he looks like he has like claws. Like he's eating with like a, like claws instead of hands and just like takes really big bites and it's like I, just, I can hear him laugh I'm like oh he's he's eating or something so yeah Wes is definitely the messiest eater our uh, lead guitarist Wes Hager messy eater great guitarist but I'm, I do know he washes his hands really well before he plays because he doesn't want to get any of that shit on his guitar so uh so yeah that's that was an easy question all right, another another guy from Electric Orange Peel. Wow, are you guys listening to my podcast, Electric Orange Peel? Thanks. Thanks for listening. So, uh, Marco Monastirskij, man, I'm I'm sorry I don't know how to say your all's last names. I just we always just tell you call you by your first names. Monastirskij. That sounds right. But he says who cuddles the best in Fletcher's Grove? Hmm. Well, Unfortunately, I have had to sleep in the same bed as most of my bandmates. Uh, we can't always afford rooms and have a bed for ourselves. We have been trying to do that lately, but uh, I don't know. I know one night John said when I was in bed with him, he woke up to me like spooning him and like pushed me off. <laughs> and he said, he said like I was just mute, like oh sorry. <laughs> something because I was like half asleep so maybe like in the back of my mind John's the best cuddler and I was trying to cuddle with him one night um I think everybody in the band's probably pretty good at cuddling though Tommy has like these hairy furry arms that I bet are really soft to cuddle into just like you're cuddling with a sasquatch and uh you know 
West seems like he's he's got these big arms that you'd like like to fall asleep into. John, pretty tall in stature, you know, so he could he could hold on to you tight. Um, I'm pre- I'm probably not. I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty good at cuddling, I guess. But uh, you know, you have Croft. He has his beard. He can, you know, nuzzle it against you while you're sleeping, tickle you a little bit while you're going to sleep. So I don't know. Everybody's pretty good cuddlers, Marco. Just in case you're wondering, so Marco, just sleep with all of us, man. Just get in the bed with all of us, and then you be the judge next time we're we're doing tours together. All right, Kaiden. Kaiden, a drummer of Ghost Road, longtime friend of mine. He says, are potatoes the most versatile veggie on the planet? Yes. Yep. Mashed, fried, baked, raw, scalloped. Uh, that's, uh, that's about it. I don't know. I mean, I guess Bubba. I am wearing my Bubba Gump shrimp shirt right now, actually. I got it in New York Times Square when I was in show choir doing a show there, so uh, I guess Bubba would say shrimp is the most versatile food on the planet, but you said veggie, and shrimp is not a veggie, so that's my answer for that. Moving right along through there, sorry guys, we got a lot of questions trying to get through these. Reese Harvey, Reese Harvey of Kettle Corn and Planet TV, uh, check out Planet TV channel on YouTube, they just released Go Get Em Boys 3, so watch Go Get Em Boys 1, 2, and 3. These are hilarious videos. They're great. Action-packed. Just great. Very much better than Velocipaster. I'll say that much, okay? But uh, we also have... I was uh, a guest... I wrote a song for Kettle Corn that I showed you all on here not too long ago, a few weeks ago. But check out the album uh, Live from Top of the World on Spotify. And it's just like kind of like a funny album. But great dudes, very talented. B says, are ghosts real, bro? I'm scared as hell. <laughs> well, Reese, don't be too scared, man. I think I think ghosts are more inside your head. I don't think they're really real. I've had some weird shit going on in my house, but I don't think it's haunted. I just think it's gravity pulling stuff down. But I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you should be scared as hell, man. Maybe that's why you're so creative, because you're just always scared. So I don't know, bro. I don't know what to tell you, but... I think aliens are real, but I don't know about ghosts. I'd love to see one, though, but maybe then it'd be too late. All right, we have another Amy. This this uh, friend of mine, Amy, is uh, she's a huge nature person, and uh, I'm, I always enjoy her posts, and she knows a ton about bugs and animals and stuff. She says, what is the coolest slash cutest animal and why? I'd have to say the panda. I saw the cutest video of panda bears in this, like, in this sanctuary thing, and this guy's trying to sweep up and put things in a bucket and this or like this basket thing. The pandas just keep, I don't know, they just fall around everywhere and they're rolling and they're furry. Uh, I did hear you have to like, or maybe it's not panda. I was thinking of a koala, but uh, they are bears though. So I mean, you have to be scared. I had, oh man, I had a dream about a bear last night. I was running away from this bear. Like going, I like even dove into a lake trying to hit the boat, and it dove into the lake, and I pet its head while we were both underwater, and I was just like, "Please don't eat me." Anyways, yeah, pandas. Ivan Orlando from Manor and Friends says, "What is nostalgia, and why does music bring that emotion to life?" So you don't even know what nostalgia is, but you know, well, I'll tell you what nostalgia is. It's a, it's like a, it's a sentimental longing or wistful affection for the past. 
typically for a period or place with happy personal associations. That just came from the top of my head. That is definitely not a definition I just looked up on the internet, okay? But I don't know why music brings it back. I think that music is just a great sense that brings nostalgia back. Uh, I def- There's a great movie that relates directly to this called The Music Never Stopped, um, which that's a Grateful Dead song, but it's a, it's a, it's about this, this guy gets this older man played by JK Simmons gets a call and they say, your son's in the hospital. And he's like, I haven't seen my son for six years. And it ends up like his son can't remember anything. And his son had ran away and basically followed the Grateful Dead for, you know, six years. And then he got in an accident and he couldn't remember anything. Well, all of a sudden somebody starts playing a song and he starts coming back to life. Like he, cause he wasn't even talking hardly and he just starts talking about what he was experiencing during the song and uh it's a made-up movie it's not necessarily real but uh like so then they start playing grateful dead songs and like wow it's going on he's like oh man me and mike were having a good time we were getting it down and lisa was over there getting a hot dog and gosh it was just such a great day and then as soon as the music turns off he he just kind of goes back into his kind of a vegetative state and um but it, it's a great, great movie. It might make you cry a little bit. Um, Lou Taylor Pucci is the other guy in there. He's a great actor. He was in the newest Evil Dead movie. The guy that gets a nail shot at his face. Um, but he's a great actor. So uh, that movie definitely talks about that or brings that up, man. I think you'd really like it too, Ivan. Knowing the, I know you're a deadhead yourself. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think music is just it's kind of timeless in your head. Um, cause I do like, I, there's certain dead songs I, I listen to. And I remember being at my computer when I was like 14 and started like downloading illegally. I'm sorry. Grateful dead. But, uh, started downloading songs. Like my brother liked the grateful dead. And all of a sudden I was just like, wow, I like this band. I really like this. Like, and there's certain versions of their songs that I can just, I know, like I can, remember everything about the computer I was sitting at, the desk in my parents' basement and having that experience. So, yeah, I don't know why, man, but it, it definitely does. Um, music definitely does bring that emotion to life. All right, Miguel. Miguel, host of Grassroots Variety Hour at WTSQ on 88.1 FM, The Status Quo. His show is every Saturday from 1 to 3. He plays great tunes. Any of you... uh kind of jam band listeners out there. He plays some of the best stuff from all around the country, including some Fletcher's Grove. You want to listen to that? So, but he says, in your opinion, is the earth flat or round? Well, I don't think it's much of opinion. It's a fact. The earth is round. It's not flat. I know what you flat earthers are doing. You're just fucking with all of us, aren't you? That's what I truly think. Well, I say that, and then there was that guy that built a rocket to see for himself because he thought the earth was flat, and then he died. But I think he had a death wish at the same time. Uh, but the, the Earth is round. What do you think? How do satellites go around? Huh? I mean, is it if it's a flat Earth, do you think it's like a vortex gravity? So they just, I don't, I don't know. I don't understand, man. But yeah, the Earth is round, in my opinion. Uh, Jerry, Jerry, he bl- he's been he makes some awesome glass pieces around. Uh, He's from around the Fayetteville area, so if you if you need any glass blown and uh, for a great price, uh, hit me up. I don't have I need to get his his name of his glass blowing business, 
but uh, hit me up if you're if you're interested in, in any of his pieces. And he says, uh, "Are people happy with Palpatine?" Oh, this is, this might be a spoiler alert. Are people happy with the Palpatine storyline and the newest Star Wars movie with him being a clone and coming back, having all his memories from before being killed by Luke? Well, I don't know if people are happy. I'm not happy. Uh, I don't know. I was I was hoping that there was like a deeper story to Snoke. That guy Snoke, like he's, I thought he was really cool looking, and I thought it was just gonna be like really deep, like he had something to do with the family bloodline or something. So yeah, I think mostly people are pretty disappointed by that. I don't know anybody that's happy about that. All right, Bree, my cousin Bree, she's like my third or fourth cousin or something like that. I don't know. I start losing track, but uh, she lives up in Wisconsin, I believe. She says, "Have any of you ever?" Have have you ever had a smell that brought you back to a happy place? Anything nostalgic or nostalgic? Oh, I see what you did there. Wow, another nostalgia question. Yes, I've I've heard that like smells like is one of the like biggest tools. Or I, I can't think of fucking words right now, but things that really bring back uh, nostalgia or smells. And yes, constantly. Um, smell my baseball glove. I can think about being out in the outfield. Um, yeah, all kinds of different smells. Or sometimes I'll smell something and I can't, it's like, it brings me so far back I can't even remember what it is that I'm thinking of and it just kills me. I'm like, what does that smell like? But yeah, for sure. For sure. All right, Patrick, are the zombies coming to finally wrap up 2020 and how many Karens will argue with them and ask them to speak to their managers? Whoa, buddy, let's not get too political with the Karen thing, okay? I know some nice Karens out there, all right? But, uh, no, I don't I don't believe in zombies, man. I mean, it just doesn't, unless it's like a, in movies and stuff, a lot of times it's like a chemical or something that brings them back to life, but if they have no muscle tissue, then how can they even move? I mean, depending on how long they've rotted and stuff, so unless it's something supernatural that gives them power to move, so no, I don't think zombies are going to come. I don't think we'd be so lucky. All right, Carly asked, what would be your last meal? Hmm, that's a good question, Carly. What are the limitations to a last meal? I mean, could you be like, I want a buffet, or I want, could you just name like 20 different things? Because I, I, I don't know. I would probably just want to die like trying to come up with that decision. And that that's just a... That's an awful decision to make. What's the last thing I want to eat? And that last bite, man, I'm getting all sad thinking about that. Last bite, you're like, oh, here's my last bite ever of lasagna. Nah, it definitely wouldn't be lasagna. I think it'd be either like, I don't know, Chinese food or Mexican food or something. Or, you know, I don't know. One day I started to put together a song about a chef that makes last meals and just like how he has to learn to make all this stuff. Cause you know, he's like one of the best chefs in the world because he has to know how to make everything. Cause you never know what somebody's last meal is going to be. Hmm. I feel like you want something precise though. Okay. So Matt, you're on death row. You murdered a bunch of people and you're on death row and you know this is your last meal, and they say, what do you want? You've been eating this gel crap for, for a while now, and uh, get one last meal. Close my eyes, and I'm thinking, I'm visualizing. Hmm, who would I kill even to go to the prison? I don't know. Um, 
gosh. I'd want some bread and butter. Okay, you have to have that. Mm -mm. Somebody brought up, Kaiden brought up potatoes earlier. I do like mashed potatoes. I also like fries. Man, I don't know. Gosh, gosh, that's a hard decision to make when you're on death row. Um, I don't know. I keep thinking about Chinese food, honestly. Like some really good general sauce chicken. Not like the kind of like you bite into and it's chewy as heck and overcooked. Like perfectly cooked. But you probably can't request that. Like I want it perfectly cooked. Or like, ah, you're going to get what you get. But some general sauce chicken. Some chicken fried rice or pork fried rice, whichever, an egg roll. Maybe uh, if I'm getting greedy, some sweet and sour chicken with the sweet and sour sauce. I'm getting hungry. All I've had for breakfast is coffee. Um, so, yeah, Chinese food, some kind of good Chinese food. Great question, Carly. Um, all right, Kaylee. Kaylee, one of my favorite people. One of my favorite people to see in the audience of a Fletcher's Grove show or just in person, you know, whatever. Maybe we're still at a Fletcher's Grove show. I just like the the thought of playing a show and seeing Kaylee there. Um, she asks, top three, che top three cheeses, please and thanks. Well, uh, no problem and you're welcome. I thought of this for a little bit. Pepper Jack, I say Pepper Jack because it's like the first cheese that I tried as a kid. And I was like, whoa, I didn't know cheese could be like this. You know, I thought it was all American cheese. And then provolone, uh, Check kind of introduced me to provolone cheese. I love that on a sandwich. And uh, I love just eating it. I think provolone is my favorite cheese to eat just on its own because I'm not like a big cheese eater like that. I'm into eating some drinking some wine and eating some cheese. That sounds good right now. And then um, I know this third one's kind of goofy, but I just feel like I had to use it, which is uh, Velveeta, which I guess is a form of like American cheese. But I just kept thinking about mac and cheese, like shells and Velveeta cheese. And that's one of my favorite mac, mac and cheeses. So, you know, and grilled cheese. I know it's not like a really good cheese for you, but I'd have to say Velveeta. And, uh, guys, I think that's going to be the podcast. I know usually I end with band story time, but I feel like there was a lot of band story time within those questions. So great questions. Thank you guys so much for all the great questions. Thank you guys for listening. This episode will be on Spotify, SoundCloud, Google podcast, breaker, some other stuff. You can go to Anchor and find my podcast uh, and it'll give you all the links. And, uh, of course, I'll be sharing all the links on Facebook. Find the links on Instagram. So follow me on Instagram, Matt Marion. Follow me on, uh, I think I think my Instagram is mmarion, or, fuck, what is my fucking Instagram? I think it's mattman underscore 88, just with one T, I think. Uh, you can follow me on on Snapchat, I just use Fletcher's Grove Snapchat, or you could probably find Matt Marion on Snapchat and follow me there. And uh, also, this will be on YouTube. So please subscribe to my YouTube channel after you listen to this. And uh, I will have some videos as well, not just podcasts. So some some hopefully funny videos on there. And uh, man, I just hope you all have a great week. Wish me luck on this interview on Tuesday. 
I'm kind of like, if I get it, it's going to be life changing and I'm going to have to change a lot of things in my life. So that's kind of daunting. If I don't get it, maybe I can be more of myself for the rest of my life. So I don't know. It's kind of a toss up whether I even want this fucking job. So I don't know. We'll see. But thank you all for listening. I love you guys so much. I hope you have a great week. Rest of your week. I hope you have a great Monday. Great weekend. And, uh, you know, just be nice to each other, guys. Do something nice for somebody this week. All right? I love you all so much. Have a great week. Goodbye. The less I see, the more I want to be alone.